Hey everybody, welcome to the MBIT podcast in which we discuss investing, tech, and entrepreneurship. Today we will be discussing the social media industry and how the startup phase um, is striving to make a dent in that industry. Before we continue, make sure to subscribe to the pod so you don't miss out on future episodes. You're tuned in to the MBIT podcast, led by Seamus Madan. Economic and financial topics broken down educating you on your financial journey. To touch on these topics, we have the founder and CEO of Faves, Tyler Maloney. How are you today, Tyler? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you taking time to be on the pod. So uh, let's first start off with some background and what inspired you to create a social media company? So it was really an observation. Um, just pre-pandemic, I downloaded TikTok, which was early for someone as old as me at 30. Um, and I was astounded to see the number of shares on top videos. The, the, the things that were really trending on there had, you know, 10, 15, 20,000 shares. And um, at that point, TikTok DMs either didn't exist or they weren't prominent. So 15 to 20,000 people were seeing something they liked and going, you know, share to messages and sending it to their friends. Um, and to me, what was really interesting about that was when you think about, you know, platforms, they're, they're all built around behaviors and the fundamental like trigger and behavior was there. People see something they love, they want to show it to their friends. When I was a kid, this occurred in person, you'd find a YouTube video, your friends would come over to your house, you'd eventually pull out the computer. And there was a lot of, uh, credibility that went with finding the funny thing that made everybody else laugh. And, and I think that's just happening in a digital world now. Um, the insight that we had was that we think messaging is just not a good platform for that behavior. Um, link sharing content, social content recommendations is how we, we consider it. Um, messaging platforms are built for messaging. They're not built for that. And so we st kind of started with the question of what if we can build a more rewarding platform for seeing what your friends are watching online and sharing your favorite content. On Twitter, you have Elon Musk. He's got like 65 million followers. His tweets would probably get around 300,000 likes. Um, but on TikTok, you could have some random person out of nowhere create a video and get millions of likes just by through right. the algorithm. So the organic reach is insane. You have more than 3.3x that of Twitter, the amount of users. And it's uh, pretty insane to see. And I think this is one of the peaks you're going to see with TikTok eventually will slow down just like it did with Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It is. And I think part of, you know, a couple of our underlying core theses is that the digital world is now primary. Um, you know, pre-pandemic, we spent more time with our friends in real life. Post-pandemic, we spend more time with our friends digitally. Um, and at the same time, we're spending that time in a wider variety of places. When I was a kid, we had Facebook. Now on social, you have Facebook, Snap, Instagram, you got a rotation, right? Um, streaming is the same way. We had Netflix, now you've got Apple, uh, Paramount, Hulu, all these other guys. And so the content environment is fragmenting. Um, and as a result, like more of the sharing happens off the platform you discover. You discover it in one place and then you share it with your friends over messaging. We wanna be, we wanna be that place. We wanna be the home of where you share content with your friends, whether it's coming from Twitter, TikTok, anywhere else. And uh, explain, so you have like a 200,000 wait list currently. Um, how do you plan to get users on over time and monetize it? 
So we're not thinking about monetization yet. And I know that sounds like the most Silicon Valley thing to say, but you know, ads-based is probably the default method for us to go. Um, it's not my favorite method of monetization, but at this point, all we need to show VCs is that like, there's at least one way for us to make money doing this. Um, and then I think monetization is all about aligning user value with platform value. So it's still like, we're still kind of in the product market fit stage of um, faves. And we don't really know exactly like different people get different things of value out of faves. And so we need to really hone that in before we try to figure out how to capture some of that value for the company itself. Um, in terms of growth, so like I'm an engineer by training and the way that I think about this is almost like a flow diagram. There's a lot of apps where the hype got ahead of the product. The story gets ahead of the product. You can think of paparazzi, clubhouse, and you really get one chance with users. They download your app, they don't like it, they're not coming back. Um, and so I think a lot of those companies had good ideas, but they didn't give themselves enough time to get the product right. Um, we wanna make sure we do that at phase. And so we wanna have enough people coming in every single day to run AD tests, to iterate, to get the product right, to, to run those experiments. But we don't wanna like open the cap uh, you know, on the input tube, so to speak, um, until we're really ready. Yeah, I know when I run my Mbit brand, I originally thought about monetization through ads or uh, other forms of content, which I did try out for a bit and I generated like 50 bucks. But I'm like, you know what? I just want to hold off ads for a bit and just keep providing value. And then maybe I'll do it sometime down the road. But for now, I just want to build the brand. And that's what you guys at FaZe are doing. And then when we take a look at a different sector, um, you talked about how the you had a wait list and you didn't want to bring them all out at once because then it could collapse. Um, so you have the average person only uses like nine out of 80 apps per day. And uh, it can be one of the most difficult things to do when building a social app. I know uh, the chief operating officer over at Wolf Financial is trying to be the social media for investors. And it can take a lot of trial and error, as you mentioned, to find how to get people to stay on the platform for longer periods of time. So for example, you have an app like Instagram, the average influencer only posts like once every 10 and a half days. How can you get users to consistently uh, stay on the platform and use it on a daily basis. Underlying every social app, there's really three loops that you have to get right. You need a posting habit loop, a consumption habit loop, and a viral invite habit loop. And so we really think about those three things and how do we optimize them. Um, we get a lot of posting on faves. The place where we've been spending our time trying to solve for is like the heuristic of why do I open faves versus TikTok or something else. We are, we are not as, we actually, People post like crazy. That's one of the cool things about curation is it's not as intimidating as like tweeting or creating a TikTok. You're sharing something someone else made that you love rather than having to put yourself in front of a camera. And so our posting habit loop works insanely well. Um, the question then is like, why does someone come look here? And, and that's really where we've been iterating on the value proposition. Is it like, I need my three best friends on here and I'm just looking to see their content? Is it I'm seeing what's trending on my campus because I can see, you know, in aggregate uh, at a college campus, like what the most popular TikToks or TV shows or music is. I think that's more the direction that we're going. Um, so we're iterating on that consumption loop. Um, and then on the, the viral loop, uh, there's a little bit of gamification in that, but if you get the other two right and you make a great product, that generally follows. Yeah, and transitioning here a little bit, um, you talked about VCs earlier. 
Um, so since it's a new business, creating a team can take a decent chunk of capital. Um, so did you have you only raised money through VCs or was it also through syndicates or bootstrapping? Uh, it's mostly been VCs. Just took a little bit of angel funding, uh, a little bit of friends and family, but in general, it's been uh, VC capital. And uh, to wrap it up here, any hints for the audience of what's to come for the future of FaZe? Uh, I gave a couple in here, but you'll have to check it out. Download it on the App Store. Uh, go search Faves uh, and give us a give us a click. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and chatting here. That sounds good. Make sure to check out Faves. I'll have a link posted down below. All right, everyone, that wraps it up for today's episode. Thanks for joining us on the MBIT podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, drop a five star review down below, and make sure to follow Tyler Maloney on Twitter and check out his app Faves. Um, thank you, Tyler, for hopping on the pod. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode.